a Podcast One production. Welcome to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Last episode, we were talking about a digital detox and little tips and tools to help you find more balance with your devices. Today, we're going to talk about killer self-confidence, how to be more confident and assertive. Mm. This is so hard, Cass, because everyone wants more confidence. Everyone wants to raise children who have great self-esteem and who are confident. But all these words like assertiveness, confidence, resilience, mental toughness, they're all sort of mashed together. Yeah. And I get confused myself. I think when we talk about, so when you mentioned mental toughness, mm-hmm. mental toughness is actually, has been a, a, a psychological mm-hmm. construct that has been studied recently. You can actually do assessments in it. I recently trained in that actually, how mm-hmm. to assess that and develop that. Mm-hmm. And there are four components of mental toughness. Not that I want to spend a lot of time on this, but mm-hmm. one of them is confidence. So the others are commitment and challenge and things like that. But but the confidence component mm-hmm. is split into interpersonal confidence, which is that assertiveness, being able to state your needs, to speak up for yourself, mm-hmm. to make your point, mm-hmm. you know, to hold your own in a conversation. And the other part is the confidence in your abilities. And I think that's a really um, nice way to define confidence because they do get you know, they're, they're different. That is from, so helpful. Yeah, they're different from resilience, which is how you cope with stress and how you come back from setbacks and all of that. Mm-hmm. This is more. I think if we keep it to that assertiveness, that yeah. interpersonal confidence, and the confidence in your abilities, it gives us something it's to a great talk definition about. Because we've all met people who are overly confident and loud and almost a bit aggressive, but they do that because they're sort of insecure or they don't have that... Overcompensating. Yeah, they don't degree. have that confidence in their ability. Yeah. And I think people say all the time, I need to develop my self-confidence. I don't feel very confident, but that can mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to be clear about because some people are actually really confident in their abilities. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things that I know that I do mm-hmm. well and I feel confident mm-hmm. in, but there can be other situations where that interpersonal confidence, like speaking up, having a difficult conversation might be challenging mm-hmm. where, and some people might be very comfortable to have the conversations and to speak up, but mm. they lack confidence in their ability to to do something or to perform a task. Yes. Or, so we can, it helps to define what we're talking about because people use them interchangeably. People yes. use this generic confidence thing yes. to describe it, lots of different mm. things. So why is it so important to be assertive if we're talking about that component of confidence? Well, assertiveness is something that comes up all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say particularly with women, because you know me, I always say particularly with women. Yes. But women tend to have typically traditionally been raised to value being liked Mm-hmm. more than being respected. I'm sure I've said that before because it's re- something that I read once which really resonated with me. And so that can tend to hold women particularly back. I'm not saying only women, but mm-hmm. but generally women more so, um, can tend to hold them back from stating their needs or putting themselves forward even for, you know, promotions or asking for, um, for what they need or pushing back mm-hmm. when people demand things of their time or, mm-hmm. you know, expect things of them. We, we, I know we talked about this a little bit in our busy episode yes. about that ability to say no. No. And so uh, oftentimes what we hear is people saying, you know, somebody 
talked over the top of me in a meeting or somebody undermined me at work or somebody um, said something that really offended me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I just froze. In that moment, I didn't know how to stand up for myself or how to speak up for myself. So people really feel that they're almost disrespecting themselves mm-hmm. by not standing up yeah. for themselves and, and speaking up for themselves. Does that come from language, Cass? The one thing I hate is when you use the word just, and I don't know, I don't often hear men use it as much as women. Just. But I yeah. say I'm just a mom or I'm just a personal trainer when the reality is being a mum's so hard and awesome and I'm not just a personal trainer, I run a business, but mm-hmm. I sometimes diminish that. Yeah. And the word just creeps in. The word just is one that we do tend to use a lot, which does diminish. Mm-hmm what we do. Mm-hmm. The other little turns of phrase that people use are things like, it would be really great if you wouldn't mind just, if you have time, you know, rather than just stating, I need you to do this by this time. Mm. It would- <laughs> people love direction too. That's mm. usually hard for people hearing, oh, if you have time, maybe could ya, would ya? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Pe- hard. People like to know where mm. they stand. And we forget that because we think that we're, I think the thing with assertiveness is that we... Okay, here's the thing with with assertiveness is that we are fearful of conflict. Mm -hmm. We've established that. Well, many of us are concerned about conflict and difficult conversations Mm -hmm. or offending people or upsetting people Mm -hmm. because we want people to like us and we want to be polite because that's how we've been raised, you Mm -hmm. know, to be nice and keep the peace and all of those things, which can then end up becoming a problem because we don't assert our own needs. And at one extreme, I always use this example, I learned this a long time ago, at one extreme, there's aggressiveness, Mm -hmm. which is really having your wants, opinions, needs, preferences, overriding other people's, Mm -hmm. pushing your needs onto somebody else. Mm -hmm. We've all had the aggressive boss or the aggressive, um, you might not use the word aggressive, but the domineering kind of friend or the person who whose demands supersede everybody else's, their yeah. preferences supersede everybody's. And at the other end of the extreme, there's passive, which is just allowing everybody else to completely um, dominate you and your mm-hmm. needs and, and subjugating your own needs for the sake mm-hmm. of other people's. Mm-hmm. And this assertiveness is is in the middle, but sometimes people mix up. They think that by being assertive, they're being aggressive. They feel like they're being aggressive when they're in fact just being assertive. And so the place of assertiveness in the middle is where you are able to, or what you're try to, trying to do is to, on the one hand, value and respect and hold your needs, preferences, wants, desires, but equally hold the other person's needs, preferences, wants, desires, and come up with something that is you know that respects both mm-hmm. this is what i need i understand these are this is what you need or this is mm-hmm. what this is where you're at i understand but this is where i'm at so it's not diminishing your own needs but it's also not subjugating your own needs yes so it's that, that finding that balance in the middle when you're doing that how do you stop yourself from always apologizing I'm sorry, I can't do this because, uh, you know, you told me a long time ago, sometimes just saying no is... A a full sentence. Is a full sentence. (laughs) But there is this apologising thing that stops us from being assertive, isn't there? People who lack that self-confidence or that interpersonal confidence do tend to apologise a lot. In fact, people who are very lacking in confidence tend to apologise for existing 
Have you met? I yes. know people like that. They're sorry for sorry, everything. Sorry. So everything is sorry. And they're, you know, and the people that I know, they're very aware of it. And it's be, it's very habitual for mm. them. And it's the way they've been raised, mm. actually, I think, to have their needs suppressed or subjugated. They constantly have been made to feel perhaps in the past that they're imposing oh. or that they're a problem. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, they're always on the foot, front foot apologising before they've even said what they want to mm-hmm. say. In fact, I've known people who, you know, when I've been running late, so I'm a, I'm a psychologist and if I've been running late and, and I come out and say, I'm, I'm sorry for keeping you waiting. And they say, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and there's, Literally, there is nothing for them to be sorry <laughs> for, but it's this so automatic, this apologizing. Um, so that's something that People can work on mm-hmm. on breaking. You can catch yourself. You can catch yourself. But it, it does come back to a lack of self-confidence and a lack of belief in your own self and your own self-worth. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that can, you know, that's something that needs to be cultivated if that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Talking about confidence, the a little bit of a knock to my confidence was after I had Arnold and my body changed so dramatically. Yeah. And all of a sudden, um, my confidence was a little bit shot because I looked different and the body image stuff, I guess I want to talk about. And a way that I did get through that was thinking, hmm, am I less of a trainer or an expert if I'm in a different body? Like it doesn't change my ability at all. I just feel less confident. So I was having to really rely on um, my qualifications, Mm. what I know, how good I am, my years of experience in this field to, to up my confidence and then I knew slowly but surely I would get back to my strong fit body but it was hard at the time and body confidence is something that a lot of people struggle with and we see many women struggle with that in our community. Yeah, body confidence is, yeah. is a big one for a lot of people for sure. A lot of people think body confidence is being in a bikini at the beach but that's not it. That's not real. How many? How how often are we at the beach, or even showing our stomachs? That that's not body confidence. For for us, we find that it manifests in our community in terms of not wanting to wear shorts. And I know it was months after I had Arnold, um, and it was summer until I could wear shorts and feel comfy in them. Mm. Um, having your picture taken, having photos taken with your kids, going swimming, going to swimming lessons with your kids where you have to get involved in the water. All of this it affects us if. We we're not confident in our own skin. Um, I, I found that I had to sit back and really accept where I'm at. I've had a baby, love him. I've done a great thing, got more jiggle. I've put on weight. I accept where I'm at right now. I'm contacted all the time by members who are having fantastic results and they're feeling really good about themselves. Say they're fitting into a dress that they wore years ago. Finally, they're back in that dress and then they go out and one member, for example, said she went out rocking this red dress and someone said, oh, so you're going to start working on your arms next? And she was like, oh, I hadn't, oh, I didn't think my arms were a problem. So then her confidence, it's shot. It's absolutely shot and it's really hard to bounce back from that. So it can really manifest in many different ways from body confidence to being assertive to saying no to creating boundaries. There are a lot of ways that you have to work on this big umbrella term confidence. And confidence in your abilities too, that comes up. We see it in, um, again, in the community, Mm. on the online community with people applying for jobs and feeling like they're not qualified. Public speaking. 
or public speaking yeah. or quitting jobs and mm-hmm. being afraid that they'll not get another job again. Mm-hmm. So that confidence in your ability to to, to do and to achieve and to progress in life. It's and, lots and, of- and even financial as well, having the confidence to put aside money that you know you're going to invest in something or taking out a you know, going into debt for something that you know you're going to be able to make those repayments. Like we see that as well in the community, financial, emotional, um, body confidence, all of it. We've all had moments where we've felt less confident or a little bit vulnerable. How can a lack of confidence impact our lives? What it does is it actually limits your ability to live life. Mm-hmm. For many people, it's it gets to a point where that lack of confidence and that unwillingness to put yourself out there and to take risks can really hold you back, not just from, for example, opportunities to make progress in your career, but Mm -hmm. even going out and exploring the world or having experiences. We've all heard stories of people who've always wanted to do something. I had a Mm -hmm. client actually who overcome all of her fear and went and swam with the whale sharks. And it was amazing. huge for her, mm-hmm. but it, it required a lot of confidence building to take that step. And, you know, we people who tr- travel overseas for the first time, a lot of mm-hmm. people who don't have the confidence, who don't have that confidence in their intrinsic ability to, to mm-hmm. cope and to deal with challenges, they hold themselves back from all sorts of potentially rewarding and fulfilling experiences. Yes. And in relationships, you know, we've, we did a whole episode on this, the importance of positive relationships and that lack of um, confidence to assert yourself and to state your needs can end up destroying relationships. Mm. If, you, if you allow things to fizzle out because you're avoiding having a tough conversation, then, you know, that's a, we've already established how big a problem that can mm. be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that lack of confidence, and I keep using the word, yes. but that um, it, it holds you back in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. We know when people lack confidence as well, they um, find it difficult. Well, this is something we notice all the time. Really tough to accept compliments. Ah, yes. And not that that's a big problem, but it just speaks to how, you know, that how we, we tend, people tend to hide themselves away. They play small. There's mm-hmm. a good saying. Like they, people tend to play a lot smaller game in life. Mm-hmm. And at some point that catches up. And I think people can t- can get to a point in life where they have a lot of regrets about the things they haven't done. Mm-hmm. And isn't that a truism? Mm-hmm. Like you regret the things in life that you don't do, not the things that you do mm. do. And the, what, what holds us back from not doing things? It's that lack of self-confidence yes. a lot of the time, that um, unwillingness to take some risks mm-hmm. in life and put yourself out there uh, or have a tough conversation or you know, to... Uh, to do whatever's going to move you forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you look back and you realise, you know, opportunities wasted and opportunities mm. missed. Mm-hmm. And so cultivating some confidence and some willingness to... And taking a compliment. So I oh. say, you, you know, you're looking great today. That's, say that's, thanks. That's one that we really get people to work yeah. on. And that's a massive... We talk about, you know, we've talked about the non-scale victories that people achieve in the TIVXO mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. And one big one that people say is, I took a compliment. Like, I didn't, yes. I didn't diminish it. I didn't say, no. oh, no, don't be silly. Oh, no. this old thing. Yeah, yeah so said, I'm just wearing you. something flattering today. No, I got up at five every day. I did my workout. <laughs> I'm a good girl. <laughs> Confidence is so important in every area of our lives. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with some tools and tips to help you build that confidence and be more assertive. Welcome back to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. We're talking about confidence. 
It really is a word that's thrown around with building our resilient, confident, assertive children (laughs) and wanting to build confidence every day. But Cass, some of us, we just don't know where to start. No, it comes up an awful lot, doesn't it? Um, I think that the key thing to remember, first of all, with confidence is that what holds us back from taking risks in life is a fear. Mm-hmm. And often we mistakenly believe that we need to overcome the fear before we can do the thing. Mm-hmm. And the key with confidence is that you overcome the fear by doing the thing. Oh, So <laughs> people don't like to hear that. Yep. But that at, fundamentally, we build confidence by building our experience by building our evidence base Mm -hmm. that we can do something and having that very direct feedback. So that doesn't mean that you go out and you take the biggest risk in the world, but it does mean that you have to start pushing your boundaries a little bit and taking some risks and doing some things. So we talk about, you know, if I want to have a relationship, I might be afraid to approach somebody I want to have a relationship with. And my fear gets in the way of having that conversation because I like confidence. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I actually deny myself the opportunity of having a relationship because I let the fear get in the way. What we have to do is to learn to accept that sometimes doing the important things in life will be scary Mm-hmm. And the more important they are, the more scary they are. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have to learn to take on board some of that fear and that anxiety, accept that it's not going anywhere mm-hmm. and almost embrace it, almost yeah. do that thing where we see it as a challenge response, not a threat mm-hmm. response. And then, and then you know, take some, take some steps to reduce the anxiety, mm-hmm. manage the anxiety, not make it disappear and then do the thing that is important to us. Something that I encourage our members to do, they they have their eating plan on Tifexo, but some of my members who are serial dieters, always on a diet, I make them implement coffee and cake twice a week where they go out for a coffee and cake. They're like, how come I'm having coffee and cake? But it's part of that confidence in that you're having a treat. It's not a binge. It's not overeating. It's no emotional eating. It's worked in and you can sit there, have that. It's worked into the plan and feel that confidence of having a treat and leaving it there. And not being completely derailed by it. Yes, yes. So Mm. I I find that really works with them in having confidence to have balanced, moderate, flexible eating that isn't diet and restricted. Yeah. Mm. I think that's the biggest misconception about confidence. I wish Mm. I could be more confident so that I could do this thing. I wish I had the confidence to go and do that thing or approach that goal or take that risk. And the thing is that the confidence comes from doing the thing. We have to tolerate the anxiety and then take the step. And then by doing it, you get a little bit of positive feedback. I I, I did that thing. I can feel good. I can celebrate that success. And then I can Hmm. be confident to know that I can take the next step. Makes so much sense. Do something else. (laughs) People don't like to hear it when you say... Mm, we Go do it. It's not like cure the anxiety or take the fear, remove mm. the fear. It's feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm. It's very much about how you build confidence. Okay. I think sometimes when it comes to um, kind of pumping yourself up. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about affirmations and like fist pumping and all of that. 
Yeah, Should, so, so they work. Look, sometimes people like to do affirmations and that makes them feel good. I always say, well, if you're going to fill your head with a lot of negative self-talk, which we often mm. do all day, we fill our minds with all the things we're not doing well, then it can't hurt to replace some of that self-talk with some positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the fact of the matter is, as we know, our, our little minds churning out thoughts all day anyway, so we might as well, you know, pump in some, some positive ones. Mm-hmm. But I think what has been proven is in terms of the research is to validate your strengths like the things that you know to be true sometimes people feel like mantras and affirmations are a bit empty Mm -hmm. and their mind can kind of rebel against them if i walk around saying i'm a strong confident person there's another part of me going you're kidding yourself (laughs) yeah sometimes that can get in the way but if i affirm to myself that i um you know, that I've achieved things in the past Mm -hmm. or that, you know, the things that I know to be true Mm -hmm. or that I have overcome challenges in the past and I can remember those things and that is true and I can know that to be true, Mm -hmm. then sometimes those things are more powerful or more Mm -hmm. effective. So it's an individual thing, but, you know, particularly reminding with kids like going Mm. into exams if they're fearful, not feeling very confident about their performance, um, then doing little exercises like that and getting them to remind themselves of their strengths and the things they've done well in the past and, you know, using that sort of positive Mm self-talk has been proven Mm -hmm. to improve their results, Mm -hmm. build their confidence to get better results and better outcomes. Interestingly, research has also shown that those results actually filter outwards to everybody in their classroom, not just the kids doing the confidence building and doing the positive self-talk, but their own increased self-confidence actually filters out so that everybody around them also achieves a higher level of self-confidence and self-worth. It's amazing that ripple effect, that social and emotional contagion effect. Yes, yes. Yeah. But so that's that's just an interesting Mm. aside, but that um, affirming your values as well. Mm -hmm. So if I can tap into the things that I know are important to me and the ways that I have acted in line with my values, it's almost like remembering I'm a quality human being. Mm -hmm. Um, That can be something that builds up a sense of confidence, knowing what your strengths are, knowing what your values are, and just reminding yourself of those things can give you that little bit of a boost to take a risk that you might not otherwise Mm -hmm. take. Something I struggle with is saying no, Cass, and you've been... I know you do. You've been (laughs) coaching me on this for the longest time on how to say no, but I know you see emails going back and forth and I'm always like, yes, yes, I can do that. And I love helping people. So anywhere I go, a stranger will come up on the street and ask me weight loss advice and I will give all them 15 minutes, even though I've got baby in the pram, I've got somewhere else to be, or I will get emailed by relatives and cousins for advice or a a training program or I say yes to every single opportunity that comes my way or I'll do um, appearances and talks for free and I'm just always giving, giving, giving and I can't say no and I always feel so bad if I say no, even if it's completely justified in that I can't logistically be there because I have a baby and a business and but I always feel bad. So I know I need to up my assertive muscle. Yeah, I have, I've had clients like that in the past and we know lots of people have trouble saying no and I always say, you know what, tolerate the guilt. Learn to tolerate the guilt mm-hmm. and say no anyway. Um, I think that the important thing is you have to have your absolute yes list. 
And I read a really great book called Essentialism, Mm -hmm. which I talk about all the time, which was a guy by called Greg McEwen wrote this book and it was about work stuff. And he was saying, decide what you are really naturally good at, what makes you really happy, what is like, where should your energy be invested for your best uh, use of, Mm -hmm. you know, your time and your resources and your skills. And for you and for any of us with a business, you've got to include in there what makes money like mm-hmm. what brings in some income because yes. there's a lot of non-revenue generating things yeah. that you and I both do. Because training people on the street for free no. that I don't know is probably not going to move me forward. No, it's not valuing. It's not yes. valuing you and your skills. And at the end of the day, they're not really, what are they going to get out of that? Yeah, they're are not they, going to go do it. No, I know they're not going, they're not going to do, do it. it. But when you know what is absolutely on your yes list, it makes it much easier to know what to say no mm. to. And you, and we all need to practice saying no without apology mm-hmm. or saying no without guilt, I should say. Okay. You know, just being able to to say, I'm sorry, I don't have time for that. The other thing I think is really important, especially if you're a person who feels put on the spot and automatically says, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, sure, yes, I can do that. I think you're one of those. Yes, I am. Then buy time. Okay. Buy time. Always say, oh, that sounds great. Just I'll need to check my diary or I'll need to check with my husband. Mm-hmm. I always do that. If mm-hmm. people ask me, even if it's a social thing, mm. and I'm not entirely sure at the time I'm going to want to do that thing, mm. I'll say, just let me talk to Mel, mm-hmm. my husband, because, you know, he travels a lot. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll just need to check my diary. I always buy time. Mm-hmm. And then I can go away and really think about how I feel about doing that mm-hmm. thing. And I think that's what you need to do too, is to not inst- automatically be yes, a yes yes yes, 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 yes person. So then when you say no, Cass, you have to say why you're saying no? I can't. I'm sorry. I can't take that on right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't have the time for that. Uh, I'm sorry. I won't be able to do that. Okay. I'm sorry, that's not going to work. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of me. That's not going to work. Thanks Mm -hmm. for the opportunity. I can't fit that in right now. I Mm -hmm. just can't take that on at the moment. And so, you know, you don't have to go into long convoluted explanations about why I've got this and I've got that and I've got this appointment. I would do it except I've got that thing. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing. We tend to want to justify mm. saying no. Because we can't handle that guilt. It's the guilt. Yes. Tolerate the guilt. Take a breath. Yeah. And just say, I'm sorry, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an important skill to practice. And it, all of these things are behaviours that actually need to be practised. They don't come naturally and automatically, especially if you've habitually done something different. Okay. And so that's the important thing too. It's not going to feel comfortable. This is the confidence mm-hmm. thing. It's not going to feel comfortable until you actually practice it a few times and you start to build that evidence that, oh, they weren't actually completely insulted and offended and there was no really bad negative repercussions to that. And I feel so much better. Mm. And then that gives you that... People moved around it or they yeah, just people they didn't will come work back around at you. all. They were just like, oh, yeah. And people appreciate knowing your boundaries. Mm. They, people actually appreciate, you're doing people a favour. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. You're doing people a favour by stating your boundaries. So how do you come across as not being like difficult or aggressive or... Well, like, that's, that, that's that assertiveness thing where you can... Res- I think fundamentally it's about... The, our fear of conflict is about we're either being too pushy mm-hmm. or somebody where we feel upset because somebody's railroading us. Mm-hmm. So if you can come back to I'm not out to you know, hurt anybody or make anybody Mm -hmm. else's life difficult. But if I can also remember that other people aren't out to make my life difficult Mm -hmm. either. Like generally people act with a positive intention. They'll ask you for something or, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you can remember that 
okay, I understand what your need is and I understand what my need is and I can appreciate that. Is there a way we, I can I could do this but I'm not going to be able to do that? Like if mm-hmm. you can't come up with a compromise. Compromising. Then mm-hmm. just it's, well, this isn't going to work and that's not rude and it's mm-hmm. not difficult. It's just that I, I get where you're at but this is where I'm at and your mm-hmm. needs aren't greater than mine and I, equally mine aren't greater than yours. Mm-hmm. I think if you can come back to that as often as possible that you're not diminishing somebody else's needs but equally you don't want to be diminishing mm. your own. That's really helpful, Cass. And I really love when talking about essentialism, I'm still doing your not-to-do list. Good. Yeah. Good. That is so helpful. And you can go back to the series one of Crappy to Happy to listen in on... To the busy episode. Yeah, the busy episode. Um, I think sometimes too it helps people to have a bit of a script Mm -hmm. to practice certain phrases. If you know that you are you have difficulty saying no, for example, or okay. you have difficulty if there's a conversation you want to have with your boss or your husband or anybody mm-hmm. and you feel not very confident, sometimes sitting down and writing down and practicing, just saying that phrase and having these phrases that you can trot out when you know that otherwise, because when we're anxious, we don't think very clearly. The front, the thinking rational part of our brain kind of goes <sighs> offline. Yes. The fight, when the fight or flight thing goes off, we, we lose capacity to think clearly. Uh-huh. So that's where practiced phrases yes. can help because we just go to our practiced uh, phrase, have a script. That's really helpful. Yeah. And when asking for things, you know, there's a certain, like I actually, um, there's a little technique where you can say, okay, well, this is the, here's the situation. This is how I feel about it. This is what I need. And this is what I think the positive outcome will be for all of us. Mm-hmm. So if you can touch off those points, it's a really nice way. And it gives you a little formula. Oh, I so love that. This is the situ- so this is what's happening at the moment. This is how I'm feeling about that. Mm-hmm. What I would really like is this. And this is how I see that will be of benefit. It's nice. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, neat. I'm going to use that. Um, So there's lots of little things that you can do like that. And then with practice, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. And you, but it doesn't become easier until you actually practice, practice. put it into practice. Mm, so confidence is a practice. It is. Takes the doing. It's not, you can't think your way out of into confidence, you have to do your way. Yeah, and confidence. we often think of confidence as something as you're just born with or something that you have to, because a lot of people are shocked when I tell them that I was a very shy child and when we would go to a restaurant or we would go out, I would always get my sister to order for me if we were with mum and dad or she would go and get me a straw or I yeah, could never I ask. That. And and also at school I, I I got the Beacon Award because I would always blush. I was so shy. I couldn't ask a question. So it is something that I've had to work on, being confident, using my voice. And the last bit of the puzzle is to nail this assertiveness and to learn how to say no. Yeah. Because it is having a negative effect on my health. I get run down. I get sick. I have no time. Self-care goes out the window. Resentful. You'll get resentful of people Mm. and that's not in your nature. So you've got to start to to protect your energy and and protect your boundaries. Self-care, isn't it? Definitely. Mm -hmm. So many fantastic tips and tools there to build your confidence. Next episode on Crappy to Happy, we're going to be talking about aging gracefully. We'll speak to you then. Crappy to Happy is recorded in the Podcast One studios. Produced by Dave Zwolenski. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes and to check out other great podcasts, go to podcastone.com.au or download the app.